Welcome back to Sounds Japanese Canadian to Me, the Nikkei Women Series. In 1946, almost 4,000 Japanese Canadians were deported to Japan. Marie Katsuno was one of them. I'm your host, Julie Tamiko Manning. Marie Katsuno was born Marie Kawamoto on November 8, 1923, at Vancouver General Hospital. She was an only child, and her family moved around a few times before buying a house in East Burnaby. They moved again to West Vancouver in 1934 because Marie had pneumonia and her doctor recommended sea air to help her get better. She and her family ended up living there in a small fishing community of Japanese immigrant families. Marie graduated from West Vancouver High School in 1941. After Pearl Harbor, Marie and her parents quickly returned to their house in Burnaby. They got ready for the government to take them away by packing away precious things and supplies such as rice in their garage or under their floorboards. Marie's father said that Japan had never lost a war, so he expected the family to be back in Burnaby in six months. Because Marie and her parents were in East Burnaby, far from the urban center of Vancouver, they were among the last families to arrive in the Tashmi internment camp in October 1942. They shared a tiny shack with another family because smaller families had to share houses in Tashmi. Since Marie was a high school graduate, she became a teacher to the children in Tashmi and went to teacher training school in New Denver each summer. For four years, she taught everything from grade one to high school, earning her teaching certificate along the way. When the war ended, Marie's father wanted to return to Japan. Since they could not return to their home in Burnaby, Marie and her mother agreed to go with him. Marie, as an only child, also felt like she had to stay with her aging parents to help support them. Marie remembers sleeping in a former Japanese naval base when she first arrived in Japan, and later going to live with a relative in a suburb of Yokohama. The city itself had been flattened by bombs, a shocking sight that Marie never forgot. Marie got an office job with the American military in Japan, and later worked for an American freight company. She met Peter Katsuno through this job. Peter was a Japanese American who had been visiting family in Japan when Pearl Harbor was attacked, leaving him stranded without a way to go from Japan to the United States. He was made to serve the Japanese army in China as an intelligence agent because of his English language ability. Peter and Marie got married in 1948 and had two children. Although Marie still felt Canadian and Peter still felt American, they stayed in Japan to raise their family. This was partly because Peter had a successful career in international trading and also because he had lost his United States citizenship. The United States revoked his citizenship because the Japanese government made him join their army and fight against the United States when he was stuck in Japan during the war. Peter tried to regain his U.S. citizenship more than once, but his request was always rejected. While Marie raised her two children with Peter, She also did freelance work as a stenographer in Tokyo for a variety of international conferences being held there. Marie has many exciting memories from this time, including working with United Nations Secretary General U Tant, being part of the first foreign delegation to Korea after the Korean War, 
meeting Canadian Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau when he visited Japan, and attending a flag-changing ceremony at the Canadian Embassy when Canada adopted its official flag. Marie sometimes found it difficult to live and raise her children in Japan because she didn't read Japanese very well and didn't always understand the culture since she had grown up in Canada. But she enjoyed being active socially with other Canadian expatriates. She helped found the Canadian Women's Club in Tokyo and volunteered with the Maple Bunko to help Japanese children with their English language skills. In 1994, with the support of their children, Marie and Peter decided to return to North America to retire. They chose to settle in West Vancouver because Marie was still a Canadian citizen, so it was easier than going to the United States where Peter's family was. Many of their neighbors in West Vancouver are former classmates of Marie's or went to the same high school. Marie and Peter's children and grandchildren live in Japan, but have visited Canada several times. Do you have relatives who live in Japan? Share your thoughts on social media and tag us. Marie tells her own story in the Ohanashi video series available on the Nikkei National Museum YouTube channel. In her later years, Marie volunteered many hours at the Nikkei National Museum and also donated photographs, documents, and items from her life during internment to our collection. You can view the Nikkei National Museum collection online at nikkeimuseum.org. For more stories about Japanese Canadians deported to Japan, read Uprooted Again by Tatsuo Kage. We will be back to share more stories of amazing Nikkei women next week. The Nikkei National Museum and Cultural Center respectfully acknowledges the building stands on the unceded traditional territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Kwikwetlam nations. This podcast is being recorded on the unceded indigenous land of Jojage, or Montreal, which is historically known as a gathering place for many First Nations, including the Huron-Wendat, Abenaki, Anishinaabe, and Ganyankahaga of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, who are recognized as the custodians of the lands and waters on which we gather today. 